Hello, and welcome to the September 10 episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on Lubido Corridor Project in Angola, Cameroon's extended budget for 2022-2024, an important oil discovery in Côte d'Ivoire, tourism and real estate developments in Portugal and Cape Verde, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start off this week's episode with news that the community of Portuguese-speaking countries approved a mobility agreement aimed at facilitating the entry and stay of citizens from any CPLP member state in another member state's territory through several different immigration titles, notably the CPLP short-term visa, temporary stay visa, residence visa and residence permit. In Angola, the construction contracts for the Barra do Dand Ocean Terminal were recently signed for engineering, procurement, construction and commissioning services, for supervision of the works and an environmental impact study. The terminal is set to become the main platform for the reception and storage of oil products, with potential to become an important regional fuel storage and marketing hub. In another important infrastructure-related development, this week the government launched a public tender for the operation and management of the Lubito Corridor project, which includes the Bengala Railroad connecting the port of Lubito to the mining areas of the DRC and Zambia's Copper Belt. This highly anticipated concession will play a key part in the world trade in critical minerals for the energy transition and also form an important trading hub for the African continental free trade area. Meanwhile, Cape Verde continues to focus on its tourism potential with an investment of 39 million euros for the construction of a tourist complex that will generate 200 direct and 800 indirect jobs. The project will include a seaside luxury condominium, offices, underground parking, a shopping center, a congress center and a luxury business hotel with 200 rooms. Still in Cape Verde, the Arab Bank for Development in Africa will finance a project to enhance and revitalize three hydrographic basins on the islands of Santiago, Santo Antão and Boa Vista. The bank announced that it will guarantee 46% of the 36 million US dollars budgeted by the government through a conceptual loan, the agreement for which has already been signed. Cameroon is already looking ahead to post-COVID economic recovery through the launch of the expanded 2022-2024 budget programming conferences based on the Cameroon National Development Strategy. Under the slogan Relevance, Credibility and Reliability, the work in progress will make it possible to discuss the three-year programming of sectorial administrations, to analyze performance associated with budget programming and to consolidate the entire medium-term expenditure framework. In order to complete the 854 projects currently being implemented, the state will have to invest around 10.5 billion US dollars during the period under review, of which over 7 billion will come from external financing and over 3 billion from its own resources. 20 years after the last hydrocarbon discovery in Côte d'Ivoire, ENI has announced a major oil discovery in offshore block CI101 operated by ENI. The potential of the discovery is estimated at between 1.5 and 2 billion barrels of oil in place and between 1.8 and 2.4 trillion cubic feet of associated gas. An appraisal program will now be carried out to assess the significant upside potential of the overall structure that extends into block CI802, also operated by ENI. 
The Arab Bank for Development has granted a 26 million euro loan to Guinea-Bissau's government for the rehabilitation of roads in the Guinean capital, the paving of new stretches of road, and also the tarmacking of the 40-kilometer road link between Bissau and Nyakra in the north of the country. The Republic of the Congo and Gabon will also be connected as the Development Bank of Central African States will provide Congo Brazzaville with over 59 million US dollars in financing to develop a section of road forming part of the Brazzaville-Libreville corridor. The National Bank of Equatorial Guinea has got the green light from Consumaf to activate its securities company, through which it will operate in the financial markets of Central Africa. The company will, among other things, offer advisory services, manage investment portfolios, and advise companies in Equatorial Guinea on their strategy for debt insurance in the CMAX zone. Equatorial Guinea is well on its way to becoming a regional natural gas producer and exporter having recently delivered a first cargo of methanol to neighboring Gabon. Enabled by the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, the methanol delivery is expected to trigger a significant increase in regional petrochemical and LNG trade. Over in Mozambique, investors interested in buying Val's coal concession in Tete province must present firm proposals by December after carrying out their due diligence work this month. According to the government, Val's divestment process is on schedule and should be completed by 2022. The Mozambican Prime Minister pledged further reforms within the 2019-2021 action plan to improve the business environment. After having focused on tax and customs matters, the executive is now focused on the revision of labor and investment laws, as well as the commercial code, with a view to improving the business environment in the country. In other news, the industrialized Mozambique program has just received financing for its first projects from the African Development Bank. The projects focus on improving the viability of the agricultural sector production chain through the Sustenta program and the creation of agro-processing industries. In Portugal, joint venture Optilon Crea is preparing to invest more than 400 million euros in the country, with a strong focus on the rehabilitation of tourist accommodation and commercial spaces in Lisbon. With three completed projects in Portugal and five projects underway, the joint venture is hoping to double this investment within the next five years. Ryanair is launching 26 new routes and investing 300 million euros in its Lisbon base. This investment is expected to stimulate not only the tourism sector, but the Portuguese economy, as it will create 300 new jobs for pilots, cabin crew and IT developers in Lisbon, Oporto, Faro and Ponta Delgada. The Democratic Republic of the Congo is pushing ahead with the world's largest hydropower concern, the Grand Inga project, with an estimated price tag of 80 billion US dollars. The Inga hydropower dam, to be built in six phases, is a 40,000 megawatt project with a capacity of more than double the Three Gorges Dam in China, currently the world's largest in terms of installed capacity, with 22,500 megawatts. The Grand Inga project will allow for the export of power throughout the region. According to the Prime Minister of Saint-Main-Prince, a deepwater port may finally become a reality in the country. After being put on the back burner, the project may soon see the light of day, as the government announced it has a serious partner interested in the construction of the port. Projects to build and revitalize other ports in the country are also underway, in an effort to establish Saint-Main-Prince as a service provision platform in the subregion of the Gulf of Guinea. Lastly, Senegal signed a participation agreement with the Africa Trade Insurance Agency, the last step to joining the agency. 
Senegal's membership of the Africa Trade Insurance Agency is part of the country's strategic plan for 2019-2023, which aims to contribute to the government's national socio-economic development strategy, enabling Senegal to attract financing at competitive rates and with longer maturity periods. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.